Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Trent Sport podcast series. Today I'll be joined by old Trident and professional rugby player at Northampton Saints, James Fish. James joined the school in 2012 and left after a very successful two years in 2014. He's since gone on to forge a professional rugby playing career uh, and is doing exceptionally well with the very powerful and forward-moving Northampton Saints team in the English Gallagher Premiership. Um, James and I chat all things uh, rugby, we chat all things trend sport and we chat through um, the experiences he, he had whilst uh, biding his time along the fields of, uh, of Trent College. I hope you enjoy the next um, 30 minutes or so. James Fish, how are you? Um, well, thank you. Are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, look, thanks so much for coming on the, the Trent Sport pod. Not today. to worry. Thanks, thanks um, for having me. So the purpose of our pod and our chat today, James, is basically uh, you were at Trent College. Did you leave 2014? Is that right? Yeah, I finished sixth form in 2014. 2014. Yeah. So the purpose of our pod is um, for you to share with us your memories of Trent Sport, your memories of playing rugby for the school and then uh, all the other sort of uh, things that go along with your school experience and then lead us up to where you are now in your journey as a professional rugby player because you're certainly one of our superstars who's playing at the top level so well done congratulations <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I'd like to start James with um, tell us a bit about your journey so where did you start school um, and then how did you end up at Trent College and and how have you made it through to Northampton Saints at the moment? Um, started well my first Sort of secondary school was Heenagate Science College. I didn't join Trent until sixth form. Um, started playing my rugby at Derby. Okay. Um, I basically ended up at Trent um, because I was offered a Leicester Tigers academy contract at 16. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I basically turned that down to sort of try and get some sort of education behind me at that early age. Uh, and then, yeah, Guy Hope um basically and just sort of asked if i uh fancied coming right okay so, um yeah and then yeah further down the line um that's where saints heard about it um and one day a week while i was at trent uh yeah i went up to or down to northampton to do some training with them okay so. and then what so you you left school at 18 yeah, left school at 18 into full-time. It was basically was it, a few weeks after I finished at Trent, um, straight into pre-season, running up and down a pitch. Okay, nice. So you want to celebrate <laughs> your A-levels? Yeah, perfect. Straight <laughs> my 18th birthday was in July as well when I uh, uh, okay. started doing all the testing. Good. Uh, um, so uh, did you have you been to university? No, I haven't done any um, university stuff. I've had a go at a couple of sort of distant learning courses um i had a go at accountancy but that didn't quite tickle my fancy okay um but no not not been to uni um the idea of going to trent was to get a levels which would have given me the chance to go yeah um, um, but... it's, it seems as though you had your head screwed on though because obviously you get the sometimes you get people at 16 who maybe get offered the the glitz and the glamour of a professional contract but you obviously went a slightly different direction in order to maintain your education. Is that fair to say? Yeah, well, yeah, I think, I don't want to make it sound bad, but, my, you know, my dad made it sort of very, or made me very aware of the fact that, you know, you might not 
you still might not make it as a rugby player. Um, yeah. He basically just said how it was, and I think that was the best thing to do at the time. He just gave me all the facts, but it was very much my own decision. Um, so, yeah, I, um, yeah, sort of bit the bullet, went to Trent, and then thankfully two years later, I still got the chance at Northampton. Great. That's really good. Yeah. So did you join, so you, you join as an academy player, do you? Yes, so I did, what was it, sort of, I think it was three years as a academy player, so before joining the full sort of senior squad. Um, you know, you live with the other academy lads. It is, it's a good laugh in the academy years. Um, yeah. But, you know, so you, half the time you're sort of trying to get better with your rugby and then half the time sort of the social side, which is really good. Yeah. Um, and what are your, this is quite a big question, but I quite like to ask it to all the people that come on the pod. Um, what's the purpose of school sport in your eyes? Obviously, you were part of uh, a successful group that came through that sixth form part of the school what yeah what were your feelings about school sport uh school sport for me was obviously you have your it's obviously good for physical health that's obvious um but you know just that release of energy in an afternoon especially at Trent um the school I went to before Trent you know you'd have your hour PE lesson every week or whatever um but to have those two full afternoons at Trent um that was really good um but yeah I think the the best thing of school sport is just, you know, you're with your mates that you're with every day. You're just having a laugh mainly and it's just a good release of energy um, to sort of, you know, break up the week. So you're building relationships all the time? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I think that's the main thing I've sort of enjoyed from rugby is the fact, you know, especially team sports, the social side of these team sports are second to none really. Yeah, and, and that helps in other parts of life, does it? I yeah, guess? you know, I think yeah, my, my sort of communication skills and you know, you, you meet people from all over the country, all over the world. Um you know, you learn to sort of speak to like sort of you know, people with different cultures and bits like that. Um so, you know, you you do become more confident with it and you just you know, you're comfortable speaking to whoever really. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. The um, so obviously you would have had some top level coaching, well, incl- including Mr. Hope in that, of course. Yeah. Um, what about some other key influences you've had? Talk us through people who might have had an impact on your journey so far. So, as I said uh, earlier, I started at Derby, where um, so my first coaches were it was my dad, uh, and then there was Scott Johnson and Alistair Bowden, whose lads both went to Trent. Okay. Um, and they. Well, I think they were the solid coaching group up and, or well, from under nines up until under 16s, I think. Right. So, you know, just having them and they were, they all worked really well together. You know, it was all about, I know, so on a Wednesday night, it wasn't really about, you know, oh, we're going to come here and we're going to drill you and we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. It was just, you know, but we basically played a game on a Wednesday evening, which is, you know, at that age, it's, it's the best thing for you. It's all you want to do, isn't it? Yeah. It's all you want to do now, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. <laughs> been two months now uh, yeah <laughs> um but yeah then uh leading on to trent you know i had like you mentioned hopey um benny had his input and chris gray yeah. as well who used to come in and help and obviously his, his yeah lad, he's still here yeah his lad went there as well he was a captain in my first year nick gray okay um he's a good player isn't he the, yeah he the, was uh, good son, he's yeah. massive as well yeah um but yeah those were i'd say those were the ones um leading up to you know, sort of where I left, you off. Yeah, where I left school. Those the... And then what about since you joined Saints? Because you would have started under Jim Mallander, is that right? I started under Jim, yeah. He left a couple of years ago. 
Um, but I think Mark Hopley, who has um, a bit of connection with Trent still, he uh, That's right. he yeah. was he was the academy manager, still is. Um, you know, he has he's had quite a bit of input from. Well, I, he would have had input when I was at Trent, um, uh, and then he still has input now. Um, so, you know, he's he's been a good coach for me for the last was it eight years, I think. Right. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably put his name down as one of the most influential coaches I've had. So what um. What's he done, James? What does he? How does he bring the best out in you? He's just—he's very approachable, um, and you know he's not. He's—he's he's firm, but he's also encouraging, uh, and you know his his gained knowledge. He's—he hadn't retired long ago, so his gained knowledge is very good. Um, right. And you know he doesn't—he doesn't take it too seriously, where you would expect it to be quite serious. Bearing in mind you're sort of you know going into full time academy. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, he's he loves to have a laugh with you and also and, and that sort of thing. You don't really, you almost don't see him as a coach. You see him as yeah, sort so of you, he's just someone trying to help you, I guess. Yeah, so he's got that balance right between yeah. technical detail but building relationships. Yeah. Um, and it, so reflecting back on your time at Trent, then, so you joined in two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Left two thousand and fourteen. What What are your memories in that time? Uh, well, I think the the main memories I've had was probably it was around um around rugby. Obviously I boarded in um in Shuka House. Um, okay. That was what was your house parent? It was Hopi. Funnily okay. enough. So yeah. having the head of rugby as head of house as well was good it was a it was pretty good for us and Max was in there as well. Um so yeah that was good for us. Uh but yeah I think best best memory it's it's probably gonna be winning the Vars in um when I was in year thirteen. Um, playing at Twickenham, we had a really, we had really tight knit um, year that year. And it was the same with the year before. I think we were, we were unbeaten at home. Um, got to the last, I think it was, was it last thirty-two in the country where we were cheated away to Warwick. We, we, right. yeah, we won't, we won't touch on that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Most of my memories were around sport there. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was such a. It's always been a big part of my life, but it was always it was a big part of sort of the culture there as well. Yeah. So the um the the Vars finals, that's the national final for the rugby. Yeah. Um and talk us through your memories of that day. So who did you play? What was the score? Oof, we played you test my memory now, it was X we played Exeter College at Twickenham. Yeah. Correct. Uh, oh god, what would the score have been? It would have been How many points were in it? Oh they could have won it with the last conversion in the last minute. But luckily, it was yeah. it was right out on the touchline, and you know we okay. sort of we sent the quick lads to go and try and charge it down, but luckily he missed. And that was um, that was Billy Searle who's playing. Was he? He's at Wasps now or Bristol? I can't remember. Um, but what playing for Trent? He or, was no, he, he was, was playing kick, for was yeah he was playing for Exeter. Um, oh, I know Billy yeah, Searle. He's the Wasps fly hard. Yeah, isn't he? yeah, yeah. So he's he's progressed as well. Um, so is it um, weird? You see these players sort of on your journey that. Yeah, also sort of on the same journey as you. So I think I think you won seventeen sixteen. Ah, okay. I was going to say twenty one nineteen, but yeah, I there's. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know when you last came to the school, James, but there's a um, just as you come in the sports department, there's a picture of your team and the result. Ah, uh, okay. No, I've, I've... Um, so it's really good. It's a it's a powerful it's a powerful message. Oh, nice. Um, and what about um, what about your other experiences at the school? So obviously you've talked about boarding. So you boarded. You would have done your academics. What do you remember about that? 
blending in with your sport and balancing your time? With, um, I think boarding definitely helps me with my academics. Obviously, the whole point of me sort of saying no to Tigers was to go and get some A-levels. So I had to sort of make it worth it. I'm not the not the smartest sort of book smart character. Um, so, you know, that boarding, you have those, you always have support there basically all the time. You have that two hours of prep in the evening. Um, yeah. which you know you, you get that directed time yeah you just have to you basically just do prep there's nothing else going on so you do your homework to the sort of best of your ability just because there's no distractions um so yeah boarding really helped me in that way and it's obviously the it's again that social thing just boarding being around your mates the whole time and it also prepares you for as much as it isn't you've not really moved out you kind of have as well yeah, it's independent. Um, but yeah. that's um, quite a significant change, was it? Because you would have lived at home in a and then gone to a normal school, else, you know, and then suddenly you're thrown into the boarding yeah, environment. I, How did you adapt? I boarded weekly, so it was um, so you know I went home at the weekend. Uh, but I think as well during the weeks because I was going to Northampton, uh, I, I met with my parents anyway because I I think they gave they either gave me the car or I was getting a lift with them. I think. Um, but, you know, I, f- I found it pretty easy because um, I knew a couple of guys in there anyway. Um, so yeah. Max went in there as well. And there was also the lads over in Blake as well um, that I knew from Derby that had um, okay. that joined there as well. So I, I found I found settling in a lot easier than than I thought I would, to be honest. I was quite a shy kid back mm. then. Um, but, you know, looking back, I'd do the same again, 100%. And, and boarding sort of brought confidence out in you, would you? Yeah, I think so. Just because it's, you just, again, you have international borders that, um, you know, you learn about them, you speak to them, learn about their culture. Um, and, you know, along with the rugby, you just, you just learn to speak to different people, I guess. Yeah, it's an amazing opportunity, yeah. isn't it, really? And, and do you, because I've spoken about communication on the pod before. How do you bring, because communication is so important in sport, how do you bring those skills that you've learned there onto the field? I think I think the main thing is it's just confidence and, well, it's confidence and knowledge. So obviously the more you speak yeah. to different people, the more you learn. Um, and then obviously the more you know, the more you can sort of communicate with other people about that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, communication is, is a huge thing. Um, and it's something that, yeah, you know, some people have uh, straight away they're born with it. Um, mm. I wasn't. I sort of. I think I developed my communication while I was at Trent, and maybe a couple of years either side of it as well. Um, but you know, I'd, so it's a skill. It's I think skill so. Yeah, it's, you, it's. I think it's the same with most things. You you have a sort of level of ability naturally, and but you can always work on it. Yeah. So you're um you're now playing professional rugby. Yeah. Uh, but obviously you're locked down. Let's talk a bit about a bit about lockdown. So you would have not been at the club since well mid March. Yeah. What have you been doing? Uh, a bit of Netflix here and there. Um, no, yeah. I've uh, <laughs> done a bit of decorating. The Last Dance. Have you watched The Last no, Dance? No, I've been watching Orange Is the New Black. Uh, okay, you must watch The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. It's unbelievable. Uh, I've heard about the. Um, yeah. There's a All Blacks one as well, isn't there? Yeah, Apparently there is. Yeah, there's like insane. Um, so yeah, what have you um, been doing then? Apart from that, a bit of a bit of decorating around the house, um, some garden bits. I still need to. I'm going to extend my patio. But you're just trying to keep busy, really. With um, so when we first went into lockdown, they um, gave or they basically divided up all the gym equipment from the club. 
um, so we have still day. been okay. doing work. So I've got sort of a tiny little gym area in my garage. Um, you know, I'll go out running. Um, got a dog. I got a dog back in January, so I go on long walks with him. He's um, he's yeah. knackered half the time. <laughs> and how are you? Um, how are you staying connected with your teammates? Because that's one thing we're trying to push at school is keeping everybody connected. So we're doing live workouts and trying to get as many children in. You know, staying connected yeah. to each other. Uh, well, we yeah we have um, Zoom meeting calls. Um, we've got one this afternoon to find out about what's happening with the rest of sort of this season. Um, you know, we it's we Zoom. We have um, quizzes, um, bits like yeah. that. Uh, but you know, I've been um, since it was lifted slightly. I've been on a dog walk, a social distance dog walk with um, Tom Collins. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it's it's tough, but you know, you can it's not hard to just sort of drop someone a message and kind of check in, is it? So it's important, yeah, massively. Isn't it? It's be and it's becoming even more important as the longer this goes. Yeah, on. massively. Um you don't you know, you, um, the last thing you want to do is be sort of cooped up inside the whole time. Um Yeah, you need to feel as though you've got people around yeah. you even though you might be yeah. Um, so moving away from lockdown, what does your professional sport look like? Uh, it's like to talk us through a little bit about how a week would look and then the challenges that, that, you, that you face within the so week. On a, so say if we have a Saturday game, we'd start training on a Monday. Um, we'd go in, we'd review the game from the week before. We'd have a few meetings there. Um, you do your unit debrief, so forward and backs. Uh, then going to a team, and then we on a Monday would do what we call Tai Chi. So we go and, we okay. go and walk through our plays that we're going to play or that we're going to do for that week. Um, just because obviously lads would probably be a bit sore from the game two days ago. Um, yeah. So that's just a bit of a day to get moving. We also do a gym session that day as well. Um, and some lads will also do a bit of a run around, like a games kind of session. Um, if they if they okay. hadn't played much or not played at all over the weekend, um, right. Tuesday is probably the sort of big training day. Um, you know, a bit of bit of contact in there. Um, that's when we do our split forwards and backs again. Mainly, um, that's what we call our sort of preparation day. So, again, yeah, you you'll go through your plays, yeah, uh, and everything's focused around yeah, Saturday, and then. So obviously those th- those objectives might change from week yeah, to week. Yeah, so we we play. you do all your analysis in um, the computer rooms, um, and then you know you'll you'll do it or you'll have one set of plays for one week, and it'll be completely different the next week. Um, and that's yeah, you just got to sort of learn of a, learn and adapt to that. Um, so actually, you still you still need to be engaged. Your brain needs to be engaged. It's not just a physical sport, by the sound. Oh of no, no, not at all. A lot of it is through analysis. You know, you you can't just rock up on a Saturday and go through the motions. Really, you have to sort of find find any sort of weakness you can, especially at such a high level, because um, mm. teams are so well sort of drilled and coached that you know you do have to sort of try and pick on the little sort of weaknesses of a team. Um, and yeah, the detail. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got endless amounts of notebooks here, just from you know you go and review you the scrum, the line out, their plays, um, their individual players, like their standout players, um, and then that seems like um, a good piece of advice there, James. So, do you take notes on other players yeah, then, um, and you keep you keep you actually keep yeah, a physical it's, book? It's, it's frowned off. upon not to actually have your book in a meeting. 
it's sort is of it? a, it's a sort of unwritten rule you know if you if you forget your book to a meeting you're sort of a bit on edge um, oh okay yeah so that's good that's a good yeah, standard yeah, isn't it know, good cultural yeah, standard so i've got i've got loads of books you know you debrief your own game um go and speak to the coaches write more down um you know with that there's that much information going around that you do need to you do need to have it sort of stored in one place yeah and isolate because i guess could you, if you analyse a player, then you play them play against them again later on in the season? Yeah. Could you reflect back yeah, on those so notes you, and know yeah, that you'd review X does Y? So you obviously yeah. you analyse one game, the following week you'll review it. Um, and then when you play them again in the season, you'll look back on that week. Right, what do we do? But how have they changed kind of thing? Um, and just, um, so the nature of your role within the team is you throw the ball into the line. That's one of them, yeah. <laughs> That's one of them. Yeah, sorry, I'm not talking about it. If only it was that um, easy. But <laughs> that is that's quite a technical, isolated skill. Now, inevitably, across the sports program, we have lots of pupils who will be who will have isolated skills that they'll need to practice. How much practice are you doing around that particular skill? Uh, we have to do. You know, I've, I've done single sessions before where I've done a hundred throws, and it actually hurts by the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, your it's, arms are it's tired. just it's basically repetition is key. Basically, with such a fine skill, it's the same as goal kicking. Um, mm. It's yeah, it's just repetition, really. Um, and do you have a um, do you have a a mindset that you go into when it's a line act? Do you have a trigger in your mind which says, right, these are my my this is my I process. try not to think about it. So I'm sort of a I'm one of those okay. players where you know pressure doesn't do me any favors in that sense. Um, yeah. So I just try and go to it, just try and just think of the call in your head um, and let it happen. And, you know, it, within a few seconds, it's pretty much been and gone. Um, so you yeah. just, I, I personally try to not think about it too much. I know some people have sort of like trigger points. So, you know, people think, right, just keep your hands high, um, like the time of their release, point at the target, that kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, personally, I just try not to, not try not to put pressure on it. And your um your day to day, your training with uh, people that we would recognise from the TV, England stars, yeah. etc. For those people who weren't, obviously, most people who know rugby will know you, but actually, the people who won't necessarily know rugby would still know the Dylan Hartleys, the Courtney Laws, Dan Bigger to some yeah. extent. Um, what what do you learn from training with those guys? Because obviously, they're playing or they've played at the very highest level. For a period of I time. think yeah, the 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 main difference, obviously, besides the ability of having however many England caps and Wales caps under your belt, is their level of professionalism. Um, right. You know, they're they're natural born leaders. Um, you're they're they're the players you look up to, and they'll lead by example every game, every training session. They um, they actually put like sort of the same amount of not pressure but importance to a training session as they do a game. Um, right. So you know, to so they're focused. They've got strong focus. Yeah, massively. And you know, the with the number of years they've been doing it as well, it's it's just second nature to them now. They can almost cross the whitewash on the training pitch, go straight into sort of like rugby zone, and then yeah. as soon as they're done, they're they're out of it. Um, it's it's a and what's, it's a good um, mindset to have. What uh, what would what does professionalism look like? Could you describe it? So for a, uh, it's oh, it's a there's an array of things. You know, it's anything from looking after your diet to practicing your skills, um, sleeping well, recovering well, um, you know, doing your um, 
going into the computer room and do your analysis and there's yeah, there's so much stuff but it's it's different for every sport of course yeah. um yeah it's it's i think it's just how it's not how serious you take it because i think you can still have a laugh with it um mm. but you know it's it's just doing the right things that you're supposed to be such as looking after your diet recovery etc yeah doing the right yeah. thing that's it's really important isn't it um you you mentioned it just a moment ago about leadership what does leadership in, in, can you remember from being at school who was a good leader at school and perhaps what characteristics did they exhibit? So if I was a Trent College pupil listening to this, thinking, right, if I want to improve my leadership, what what advice would you give me? Uh, I think, so I always see a leader. Um, I don't see a leader as someone, um, as someone who talks a good game. Um, you know, I want to follow someone who's leading by example, sort of into battle, because at the end of the day, that's almost what rugby is. You know, when I had yeah. Nick Gray and Ben Tremblin as my captains over the two years, um, you know, they'd rock up every week and just go hundred percent. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then yeah, you just yeah, you just follow them, you just think, right, okay, if they're doing that, I'll do it. Um and, you know, they yeah. yeah, they were they were good lads to follow as well. Um, you know, got everyone And is that as in, in their behaviour as well? So just how they carried themselves as much as what they did on the pitch. Yeah, they were just, you know, off the pitch they were polite, they were just it was just good to good people to be around. Um you know, I I still speak to Ben Tremblin, he was he was a good mate. He's um He's a good player, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Ben Tremblin, or probably still Great is player. He? he's playing for Derby at the minute. Yeah. Um That's right. But yeah, I knew I knew him as well growing up from I think it was under 13s I remember my, I think my first encounter with him was so he used to play for Ilkeston when I was at Derby I think it must have been under 13s and I threw him into one of the sponsor boards in a tackle okay right <laughs> and then the next season he joined Derby <laughs> oh there you go yeah, no, so I'm not, not going to say scared but <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well thanks James so coming towards the end now um, just if you can reflect um, two more big questions yeah. uh, what was your favourite moment uh, of Trent Sport? I would say it was winning the Vars at Twickenham. Very and the the final whistle. Yeah, yeah, and watching that kick sort of go. I think it was to the left of the post as I was looking at it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it would have been that. Yeah, he, he's a good kicker as well. Yeah, I know. So, so <laughs> I know. it, was, it, it wasn't far off as well either. It was one of those you have to watch it yeah. right until the end. And then, and you made some good friendships. Oh yeah, massively. That that whole um, across both years, we had um, you know both both years with um, close knit squads. Um, so yeah, you know they weren't just sort of people you go and see on a Tuesday, Thursday afternoon, and then play on a Saturday. They're, they're the sort of people you hope to have lessons with, kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. And so, what would you say to a um, a year seven pupil who's just about to join? Trent College, what advice would you give them? Um, beyond being cliche, uh, it's, you know, be cliche, you know, I love cliche. Just work hard, <laughs> just it's you just want to give yourself as many sort of opportunities as you can for sort of life, um, especially yeah. at such a young age. You know, you can just get as much as you can sort of under your belt on paper, kind of thing, and you can decide what you want to do a bit further down the line. You don't have to sort of choose what you want to do at such a young age I, I still don't know mm. what I'm going to do after rugby so luckily 
Have you had any guidance on that? Um, we do have guidance. And like I said, um, I've sort of tried studying accountancy, but just wasn't for me. All I learned from accountancy was yeah. that I didn't want to be one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I think you, obviously there's a there's a rush to do it, but I think you have more time than you realise and you don't want to be stuck in something that you just don't want to do. So follow yeah. your passion. That's interesting, isn't it? So a um, c- couple of final things then. Um, now, I would normally ask uh, people connected to the sports programme what they their three words to describe the Trent sport culture. Um, obviously, you're in a professional environment, a setup uh, with Northampton yeah. Saints. What's the culture there? What three words? Uh, how would you describe the culture at Saints? Uh, hard working is two, word. two words, isn't it? Um, I'll give right, you that. So hard, hard working. I say, you know, we're we're ambitious. Um, yeah. Obviously, we want to go out and win titles. That's what we do it for. Um, yeah, and I'd probably use the word sort of social. Um, you know, we're going, okay. Like we were, like you know, like I was at Trent with the other lads. You know, we were just we just all get along. Um, and, you know, when you've got that sort of cohesion, um, it's a lot easier to go and train every day with lads that you get along with. Yeah, I can imagine. And you're more likely to go the extra mile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you if you see your sort of you, know, you see them as mates, you'll you'll happily go into go and do it with them. Whether that be run up and down yeah. the pitch for x number of hours or going to go and shove your head into a ruck. Um, you know, if you see your mates doing it, you'll do it as well. Yeah. Um okay, so uh, you're you're hosting a dinner party. You've got three sporting guests to yeah. invite. Uh, dead or alive who do you invite uh uh ricky gervais for a bit of humor yeah good I've, um, definitely a bit yeah. of him recently <laughs> uh yeah, brilliant i would invite uh michael phelps because he's he's just, oh, okay he's been at the top of his game for so long i'd love to know how he does it um yeah you know, however many medals he's got is yeah, unbelievable! He's, yeah, he's mad how many Olympic medals he's won, um, golds as well. It's sort of a prolonged yeah. performance. Just yeah, just to be at the top Incredible. of the game so long is yeah, it's mad. Um, and then sort of, I guess with sort of an inspirational figure, I'd go like Nelson Mandela. I reckon. Um, yeah. I think that's that's kind of connected to rugby in a way because, you know, have you seen the film Invictus? Um, yes, just how he used rugby to connect races in South Africa. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty special. It was sort of a vehicle yeah. for good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, the, uh, I actually, the, um, the guy who played Jonah Lomi yeah. was uh, head of rugby at Bishop Vesey. Did you yeah, ever play against Bishop Vesey? Is, is that Birmingham Way? Zach Fernati. Zach Fernati. And he, uh, so he was sort of a, a film star yeah. walking across oh, the nice. touchline. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, finally, right. Some one-worders. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to throw you one word and you just uh, come back with, to me with the first thing okay. that comes into your head. Okay. Uh, family. Uh, important. Rugby. Life. <laughs> Courtney Laws. Big. Uh, Saints Northampton Mr Hope Trent 
and Trent College? Uh, Vars. Vars, yeah, good, good. good. Uh, James, thanks so much for coming on the pod today. No worries, thanks um, for having me. I'm, yeah, no problem. I hope your your Zoom meeting this afternoon allows you to get back to training and uh, doing as uh, much as you possibly can to propel Northampton State so to the I'm top of the league. So do I, bored doing housework. Yeah, the, um, there's a picture in the staff room of you scoring a try. Uh, I think it was against the Ospreys this season. Did you score against the Ospreys, maybe? Oh. Um, I can't remember. It was in the... We, we found it. It was oh, in the against, rugby paper. Against Leon. Now it, yeah, that there's, Leon was there's, a, right. there's a few uh, different and, photos of that, but there's only one where I, I don't look like my face is sort of falling off. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's in the staff room, and we're nice. all very proud of Thank you, you very doing, much, James. So... Um, Good luck for the future and um, fingers crossed we'll hopefully we'll see you back at Trent yes, College at some yes, point. We'll Come do. and visit. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much to James for coming on the pod today. We really hope that Northampton Saints and the rugby programme across the country, to be fair, across the world can get back into the swing of things. Uh, so he can continue to forge his very successful career. So what did he talk about? Well, he talked about the importance of uh, education, first and foremost. He made a conscientious decision to uh, turn down a professional contract at 16, made a conscious decision to come to Trent College to improve his education, improve his uh, future aspirations if rugby wasn't to work out for him. Um, He talked about the benefit and the, the importance of relationships He was very pro-boarding, which I thought was interesting. He understood that boarding developed his confidence, gave him that sense of independence, gave him the sense of ambition to challenge himself in different environments. And we talked a lot about communication and the the relevance that communication has in high-level sport, but obviously you can manipulate communication uh, across all walks of life. It is becoming more and more important in terms of getting your message across and working closely with other people. He talked about game sessions being fun and that's certainly something we try and aspire to at Trent College, ensuring that when the pupils arrive for sport, then they're they're looking forward to a fun next hour ahead of them, next two hours ahead of them of playing the game. That's what we want. We want game sessions to replicate fun, challenging environments, which looks something similar to what they would do on a Saturday afternoon. Um, He talked about growing connections Uh, professionalism when we spoke about uh, what does he learn off the superstar rugby players that he's surrounded by and the the key things is is doing the right thing leading by example maintaining that focus being the person on time being the person in the right kit being the person who's listening to the coach all of those small things become really really important and it's about leading by example and that's the advice he would give Um, the Trent the Saints culture is very similar to what we would um, talk about as the Trent sport culture being hardworking, ambitious um, and connected. His key piece of advice to anybody out there targeted at the year seven pupils but um, is relevant to all of us is that actually work hard, seize the moment and generate the opportunities. Uh, James, I'm sure you'll listen to this at some point um, and the Northampton Saints supporters were very proud of, of what you're achieving and we wish you the best of luck as you forge your career onwards uh, and certainly we'll be tracing you and tracking you uh, as you make your way through a professional rugby player's journey and we do hope to see you back at Trent College at some time soon. 
Thank you very much for listening today, ladies and gents, boys and girls. And um, it's half term next week, so we'll be podding again, hopefully, very shortly. Bye for now.